RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Boom. Good afternoon, Patriots, and welcome back to another episode of Occam's Razor. As he keep true on the chat says, I still keep him comfy. I certainly hope so, because I got to say, I'm pretty comfy myself. Every morning I wake up and I look forward to having the, the privilege to be able to jump onto the airwaves and share with you guys all the information and informa- and interesting tidbits that I'm able to find. And on Tuesdays, my good friend and co-host, Mr. Thomas Ulmer from True Reporting, is right here reporting alongside me. We have so much information to go over today, guys. A whole host of stories. I'll tell you about the, uh, the Moment of Truth Summit. If you like, I have 19 more interviews to release from that event. Lots of incredible people there. Great information. And I got to say, Mike Lindell has his entire life devoted to exposing the corruption and helping us get rid of electronic voting machines. Love him or hate him, I think you have to admit that uh, it's a pretty noble thing. So sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we're going to be right back after this very brief word from our sponsor. Please join me in welcoming to the show my good friend and co-host, Mr. Thomas Ulmer from True Reporting. Thomas, how are you, buddy? Doing good, man. Got back from the beach uh, on Saturday. Much needed vacation. I was telling everybody that there needs to be a time when we do this every single day that we do need a digital detox. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with doing that because this can get overwhelming. It can be draining, especially, well, not recently, but with the monotony. I mean, that can also be a factor, but not not necessarily in these past few days, many things are happening and I feel like it's in favor of Patriots, my friend. I have to agree with you. And you know, I totally know what you mean about doing a digital detox. Everybody knows I take Sundays off. I reserve that for myself, my family and the Lord. Of course, the pets, we always try to go and do something fun on Sundays. Uh, But I've been traveling for like the last two weeks, basically. Uh, this past weekend, I went to the Moment of Truth Summit that Mike Lindell put on uh, in uh, in Missouri. This was in Springfield, Missouri. And then, of course, the weekend before that, I was at the Pitt event, which was put on by Greg and Catherine at True the Vote. I thought that they were both really interesting. We heard a lot of good information at both of them, and a whole bunch of great stories have come out, especially out of the Pitt. Now, as I was saying in the introduction, you know, Mike Lindell is almost singularly focused on helping America to get rid of the electronic voting machines. That's where a major, major aspect of the voter fraud, excuse me, election fraud resides. And there was new information there. There was some information that perhaps had been gone over before in the cyber symposium. Uh, But I'm hoping that they're going to give us a little bit more detailed info. Now, Mike did go back to the PCAPs at the very tail end of the symposium. 
And because I am not, uh, I'm not technical in that way. You know, I, I work with computers, obviously. I've done coding and, and I know a little bit about how these things work. Um, but the information he was presenting, I couldn't literally see it from where I was at. I was able to interview like 20 people while I was there. Uh, some of the interviews as long as two hours, very great conversations. Those are going to be coming out in the next week or so. I also wanted to give a special shout out to the Transportation Security Administration for checking my bags for the fourth time in two days. Uh, and From the first flight to the connecting flight to the first flight home to the connecting flight home, both times they searched all of my bags. Uh, they did the same thing when I went to the pit in Arizona. Of course, you know, I'm not stupid. Uh, I'm not going to fly with any contraband, no knives, uh, not going to bring any guns that are undeclared, uh, certainly not going to have any drugs or alcohol. Nothing in my bags is anything that they need to worry about. I, I just I wonder, Thomas, are they paying enough attention to the people who they really should be paying attention to? Uh, are they selecting me because of who I am? Or uh, is it the way I look? I don't know. Uh, but I just I can't believe that they are pulling every single person's bag aside and going through it to ensure that they're not bringing something that they shouldn't. So I don't know, man. I, it's, I don't think I've ever flown since I started doing this where I didn't get one of these little gotcha notices in my bag telling me that they had been looking through me. I just I wanted to ask you, Thomas, when you fly, do you get searched like that every single time? Um. I have not been searched yet, so <laughs> I haven't flown as much as you, but I have not been searched yet, so, okay. you know, yeah, I don't know, man, who knows? Well, it is what it is, so l l we've got a lot of stories to talk about today, and sure. I wanted to kind of open with something that's just a little bit funny. Um, we learned yesterday that Los Angeles and the public health department in Los Angeles is now offering free COVID-19 testing for your pets. And this, of course, is after they have had no reported cases of COVID-19 in pets. And I actually have some exclusive video of L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti uh, discussing this issue. So check this out. There he is right on top. Where's the Italian? Don't go to map. You see, I'm a guy of simple taste. I enjoy uh, dynamite, gunpowder, and gasoline. And you know the thing that they have in town? They're cheap. I'm only burning my half. All you care about is money. So that was some actual footage of Mayor Eric Garcetti literally setting a pile of money on fire in order to make sure that your pets will be safe from COVID-19. Now, you know, I could understand maybe, Thomas, if there was some like legitimate concerns about pets transferring COVID-19, um, you know, like if you had a whole bunch of at risk people, like if you got say you got like a, a kennel that resides in the center of an old folks home or something like that. And the pets and the animals and the people just keep dying. But that's simply not happening. Um, you know, certainly not in the same way that dogs are getting covid or dogs are getting monkeypox from their owners who are coming home from uh, massive orgies uh, in uh, Ibiza. 
Uh, but in this instance, you know, I mean, it really is like they're just setting piles of money on fire. And this is one of the reasons why New California is going to be seceding from the state of California. L.A., San Francisco and Sacramento are going to be all that's left of the state of California and the rest of the state is going to be New California. And you can bet they are not going to be doing stuff like this. No, because it's pure insanity. I remember when COVID first started happening, like they did try to pull this again. Like they back then they were saying that, yo, yeah, your your pets can get this stuff, you know, uh, make sure it's just it's just a, a level of fear that they always have to push out there. Propaganda over and over and over again. But again, burning money. That's what they do. But guess whose money it is? It's our money. That's what they're doing. So that's what's so frustrating about it. But, uh, you know, yeah, I, I do know. Because they are, when you bring up the monkeypox thing, I mean, you're like, yeah, because you got guys going out there to do uh, have orgies and stuff. Or maybe they're doing it with the dogs. I don't know. Who knows well, what's going on with that? It's kind of what I was insinuating. I, I know, mean, yeah. You yeah. know that people out there do that stuff. I mean, these poor animals. There are people who will engage in the, the sickest and most depraved behavior that you can possibly imagine. And, you know, sure. I am an, I'm an animal lover. Okay. Same. You know, animals are pure. They are just 100% full of love. All they want to do is be your companion or, you know, run and fetch something for you. I mean, you know, this is why we have uh, uh, veterans and and even prisoners uh, who have uh, dogs that they train and then they hang out with because, you know, dogs and, and, and cats have an indelible impact on the people that own them. Except when they happen to be like a, a sicko who, you know, might do something awful to them. Um, you know, it's just not right. And I hope that the dogs that are getting monkeypox um, are, are the such I hope the situations are being investigated uh, because those dogs don't deserve it. You hear me? No. What'd you say? Oh, I was saying I was saying that's that's pure abuse. Those people should be arrested yeah. because there's only I don't believe they're contracting it through like the guy, uh, you know, coughing in somebody's face or whatever. It has to do with, you know what I, it has to do with. Yeah. And these people should be dealt with, man. That's a sick situation. Gross. So uh, I I also have this pretty interesting story that I found. My friend, um, well, actually, I don't know. Well, I, I think I can say this. Michael Blaine. Michael Blaine. He wrote a book called The Invisible Walls of Danny Mora. It was about um, uh, his time as a corrections officer uh, at, uh, at at Danny Mora Prison. I think it ended. It was actually like Clinton Correctional Facility, and um, he uh, had sent me over these pictures that I went and did a little bit more research on. What you're seeing on screen here uh, is a <laughs> speaking about burning your tax dollars. These are pictures from a New York State corrections facility uh, where the administrators put together a program, uh, I guess, to give these guys something to do on Pride Day. Uh, they have this like Alliance Pride organization inside the prison halls. And um, you can see here they're passing out these uh, lunch bags full of all kinds of stuff, crayons and and uh, and pictures that these guys can color. Now, just take a look at these individuals here. Um, my uh, my 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 connection, my former uh, corrections officer connection said this is your average everyday group of sex offenders, pedophiles uh, in the uh, uh, New York State Correctional Facility. Take a look at this. They've got them coloring these images that say pride in yourself with all of these various symbols of sexuality around it you know how you have like the male and female like the the symbol like yeah. one's a cross one's an arrow 
Well, now, because of how uh, mixed up and woke the world is, uh, you've got all of these different ones, which are just conglomerations of themselves. Um, you know, I just I, I, I feel like this is an absolute waste an absolute waste of the taxpayer dollars and resources of the New York State Penitentiary. You know, how does this do anything to help these guys before they get out? Like, certainly people make mistakes. They go to prison uh, and and I think they should have the ability to rehabilitate themselves. But this is just dumb as far as I'm concerned. Of course it's dumb. Whoever came up with the idea, one of these guys should take that crayon and turn it into a shank. Um, <laughs> but what I'm, but what I'm saying is, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, these guys need to be rehabilitated. I mean, some of these people haven't seen the light of day and you know, whatever, if they're in there for seven to 10 years, they did something pretty serious and, uh, doing this to them. They don't like this man. Like, I, I don't, I think that if, you know, when you go into something like that, you did something pretty, pretty heinous or, oh yeah you know, like not to make, to tie the two together, but like something like manly, I don't know, maybe a rob, rob the bank or, or something like that. I don't know. But like, they don't want to be doing this. They want to be in there pumping weights, not pumping each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that there are better uses for taxpayer dollars uh, when it comes to things Such like this. You know, I mean, put these guys to work. You know, I mean, uh, have them make license plates or like those plastic things that go on the end of shoelaces. You know, something to give back to society. Oh, yeah. I mean, instead of having them sit there all day coloring and coloring books, you know, I I, I said in my truth, you know, are, are these guys practicing their skills for when they get out? I mean, like, this is a huge problem. Uh, the the intersection of like the uh, the LGBTQ uh, movement with pedophilia, they call them maps, minor attracted persons, right. and they try to sneak them in. And this is one of those things that, you know, normal Gay people don't want anything to do with. And no. certainly I just can't imagine that they would want to be associated with these uh, sex offenders in prison either. Well, think about it. When you think about prison, like the ones that actually get beaten to death with a dumbbell are the ones that harm children. That's the thing. Like they're the first to go. So now they're pushing this on these dudes like now. Nah, I don't think that's going to work. You know, I don't know what 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 is the point of it? Is it to get them used to this going out into the real world where this is all supposed to be like okay and organic and we're all on the same page? I don't think so. They're gonna be like, what am I doing here? I you know, I'm getting notes from the outside that uh or calls that this isn't going on. And by the way, man, like I follow a show or a TikTok where it's actually like dudes in prison and literal prison, like you don't think of it like it's not like the way that you think it. They have like TVs and video games and they're literally doing whatever they want to. It's basically just like a men's group. That's what they're doing. They're not yeah. in there like in a solitary confinement. They're actually in like a setup and they're all like just like guys. They're just guys that did something wrong or maybe something really bad. But like they're not going along with this, man. I don't know. Why do you think they're trying to teach them this? Is it to be OK for the outside world? Well, Why are they doing this? Well, since they're in New York here, I would imagine if they're in New York or California, probably so they can get out and be substitute teachers uh, or end up uh, uh, getting uh, into drag queen story hour at the local ha! library. So okay. one of those two, one of those two sounds okay. uh, sure. like it could be. But, you know, yeah. I, this is this is not this is something new. 
Uh, Michael said that, you know, he was like, I'm disgusted by this. You know, all of my former brothers that, you know, are either still working there or aren't working there. You know, nobody sees any type of value in this behavior. Oh, and it it really does to me. It screams as, you know, potential grooming material, you know, because, you know, I mean, I guess maybe if somebody's in therapy or something like that, you know, I mean, like maybe they might have them color something. But, you know, this is specifically in relation to the alphabet people movement. And, uh, you know, it's just I, the guys that are doing this, probably sex offenders. I don't want them anywhere near a crayon because crayons are associated with kids. I think that it sends the wrong message. All I, right. I will so, say this. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, you go. I ahead. was going to say I was going to say, like, also, like, you know, um, I don't know what the percentages of whites and blacks that are in uh, prison, but I, I know that there is like a definite narrative for emasculating black guys oh like sure. that's the real thing like if you look at like and i think i brought up brought it up on the show before if you look at cam newton uh quarterback for the panthers i still think he's there or nba player uh, russell westbrook they they're dressing these guys up in like dresses and like you know uh kentucky derby hats and stuff like that they're making them they're trying to really emasculate the black man um and make them feminine that's like a real thing that's been going on for oh. real. And and even uh, Dave Chappelle and, talked about it. Sure. I mean, it's yeah. a real thing. And then you could think about uh, the way like they do like NFL dances and stuff. All these rich people watch watching these black guys soft shoe on the field. Like that's oh, also yeah. a thing. I'm telling you, bro. Oh my gosh. I don't watch NFL. So I never, I didn't, I haven't seen it. No, this. it's a real thing, man. I believe it. It's really bad. It's really bad. And like, once you pull back from the big picture and see that, like that's exactly <laughs> what's going on. It's it's an emasculation. It's a a cut down of the black man uh, for moving forward to make them very feminine. It's a weird thing, man. It is, dude. I'm telling you, it's real. They they do specifically focus on black guys. If you take a look at like all of the black men in entertainment that have made it, you know, there was always that moment where they had to go on camera in a dress. It's like, you know, breaking their spirit. It's so true. So true. You know, I don't know. Did Bill Cosby ever uh, go on camera in in a dress? I, I don't know about that. I mean, hmm. you know, he's old school, but he like, is, I'm, yeah. I don't I mean, who knows? But isn't that like a uh, isn't that like a demonic thing that they do? Like they try that like you're part of this group. Like there's we a have boule. Boule is is like the the blacks uh, uh, Illuminati group. I, I don't know much about it, but I've seen people reporting on it. And I've seen a couple of deep oh. dive videos on it. But yeah, look into that. Anybody out there knows much about the, the boule? Let me know. And uh, and we can talk about it. Um, Okay. well, listen, I I wanted to jump into a little discussion about uh, the FBI, the Whitmer kidnapping, how it relates to the raid on Mar-a-Lago. I'm sure everybody here is very familiar with the uh, the case against those guys that were supposedly plotting to kill, excuse me, uh, kidnap Governor Whitmer of Michigan. Uh, They were railroaded. They absolutely were set up for entrapment. The FBI talked uh, to their informants about deleting evidence, uh, about uh, using illegal practices to get these guys to go along with this stuff. There was even a female FBI agent who apparently slept with one of these guys, provided huh. drugs, provided marijuana, slept with this dude. You know, I, 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 you know, I'm sure we have a fair number of men out there in the audience and let's just be really honest, you know, I mean, like, you know, there's only a couple of things in the world that can get guys to do just about anything. Uh, and if, uh, if if there's a girl out there who's good looking enough and uh, you want to be part of some secret club and she tells you, hey, you know, 
all you got to do is agree to kidnap Governor Whitmer and uh, we'll have a good time tonight. If they have a certain level of intelligence and, you know, a, a fairly average or below average IQ, it might not be that difficult to get them to do it. So I think that's what happened in this case. Well, they had a retrial. And we just got word uh, that two of the uh, gentlemen that were on retrial have now had their guilty verdicts handed down. Adam Fox has been found guilty of conspiracy to kidnap, also guilty of possessions of weapons of mass destruction. And then Barry Croft is also guilty on conspiracy to kidnap, possession of weapons of mass destruction, and then guilty on possession of a destructive device. So these guys, unfortunately, are probably going to be going to prison for a very long time. Uh, Mike, I don't know if you're still out there, but yeah, if you could throw me out, a, a, you know, a general sense uh, into the uh, into the chat of how long these guys are going to go to prison. But, you know, I mean, this is clearly what the FBI wanted because it backs up their false assertion that white domestic extremists, these militia violent extremists are the number one threat to America. I put it out on Truth Social yesterday. The uh, uh, the the House of Representatives, the Democrats, they are watching what you're posting to see if you are criticizing them or the FBI, uh, because uh, according to them, that should be illegal. You shouldn't be allowed to do that because it puts the FBI in danger. You know, we have a long history, Thomas, in America of using our freedom, our First Amendment, our freedom of speech to criticize the overreach of the federal government, to criticize the corruption taking place in the cabal-controlled United States government, to criticize the corruption in something like the FBI. Uh, And they have absolutely no right to shut us down. Uh, And this is something that I think that we should be able to talk about. Now, the reason that these guys were convicted in this new trial, Thomas, is because the defense was not allowed to raise some of the same issues that they raised in the first trial. Uh, So the jury in this new trial didn't get a chance to hear all of the information. Uh, And I guarantee you, if they were able to hear all this information, they never would have convicted these guys. It would have been straight up not guilty or at best another mistrial. And I don't think that they would have continued on to try for a third one. Nah, man. I mean, over and over again, we see this of how different scenarios where I believe like, you know, the feds are involved, all this kind of stuff. I and, and I and I are let me just say this because you know are you at all worried about what we say on this on these shows about the FBI and stuff like that are no. you you're not no why no, I mean, why not because I believe in America because I believe I first of all I I I am careful with what I say uh, I measure my words I know that there are a lot of people out there who speak from uh, you know with emotion okay when they come out and they speak they say things. Uh, you know, and and they don't think about the consequences of what they're saying or they think that because they're behind an anonymous account online uh, that um, they're not going to be found out, that nobody's going to know that it's them. Uh, well, I guarantee you guys, if you're on the Internet, uh, the federal government already knows exactly who you are. It doesn't matter if you are anonymous. And that actually kind of leads me into the sponsor of the second half of the show. Uh, so let me just jump to that and then we'll come back and uh, in just a second. Oh, look at this, Thomas. We have a Karen named uh, Kiki out in the chat who is angry that we are calling out certain people for doing disgusting things with animals. Standing up for the rights of animals now is somehow a reportable offense. You know, 
Kiki, obviously you didn't listen to what we said, or maybe you happen to be one of these people who would do some disgusting, depraved stuff to an animal. But we're talking about the protection of pets. And my comment was right. in relation to investigations into people who have somehow given monkeypox to their dogs. So, you know, take it as it were. And once Rumble watches this video, I'm certain that they're going to take the same track as us. We want our animals to be protected, and there are definitely people out there who don't feel that same way. Yeah, man. I mean, what what route are you taking? Like, come on. Talking to you, Karen, in the chat, Kiki. Like, yeah. that's what we were talking about the entire time was protection of our pets. They are literal. They're literally just love. That's all that they are, yeah. and they're there for you. And we're not talking about anything like harming them or anything like that. So, yeah, that's not normal to why would you even go against no, that? No, I'm really I, I don't see how anybody could take what we said and try to interpret it in that way. No. Uh, so, you know, oh, thank, thank God we didn't talk about protecting children, Thomas. She'd have something else to report us on. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So just getting back into how the FBI plot to entrap people to kidnap Governor Whitmer relates to the Mar-a-Lago raid. Would you be surprised if I told you? That the same FBI field office chief who oversaw the Whitmer kidnapping entrapment plot got recently reassigned to also be able to oversee the raid on Mar-a-Lago. His name what? is Stephen Dontono, and uh, despite the absolute incompetence he displayed in uh, helping to run this investigation, which was, again, an entrapment scheme to try to uh, force people with a conservative leaning uh, to kidnap Governor Whitmer. Uh, he was somehow given a major, major push to take yeah. a new job down here in Florida. So congratulations, Stephen Dontano. This is, uh, in my, as far as I'm concerned, it's the definition of uh, falling upward. Uh, this plot was not a plot. It was an entrapment scheme. Mm -hmm. And how funny that the uh, raid on Mar-a-Lago was completely illegal. Uh, totally unnecessary. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, both of these instances uh, are a, a just a, a brilliant gift to the conservative argument that our government is overreaching, that our government is corrupt, that our government is full of people uh, who simply just want to hold on to power and who want to destroy the America that we know and love. The Constitution, they just wipe their ass with it every morning. They don't care about yeah. the rule of law. They care about the rule of the elites. Right. No, I mean, that's that's the thing I've been talking about on my show is that the, each week that we move forward into this, and especially when it comes with Mar-a-Lago, like oh, so many people are really seeing this, like whether it's the Justice Department, whether it's uh, the judicial system, uh, the FBI, whatever it may be, like they're seeing what this really all is. And it's the base is expanding uh, substantially and that's yeah. a really good thing as we move into the midterms as we move into 2024 like i say over and over again it's going to get even more wild but again i, I this whole mayor lago thing i believe was an just a trap that that president trump white hats whatever you want to say set them up it's just basically more of an exposure process yeah. than anything um I, I, I read something i read a substack yesterday about you know, what would happen if there was an arrest of President Trump? And it was basically like a 50-50 split within my chat saying, you know, that would be a really bad thing or this would be a really good thing 
um, you know, placing him into almost a martyr situation. But, you know, even if even if he is arrested, it doesn't mean that he will be convicted. That's what I was reading. So, you know, yeah, right. So but that would be incredible to see. I mean, I I think that, again, he would not be convicted, but just to imagine seeing that and then everyone being like, this has gone way too far. Like it would be an uproar, I believe. I think it would there would be a revolt if something like that happened. I think I think you're absolutely right. And I think you're right. I said this initially after the raid. I think that President Trump set up the situation to entrap the FBI into yes, making that move, uh, along with the Biden White House and the uh, uh Garland's DOJ. You know, yep. <laughs> They, they absolutely overstepped their bounds. They did something that has never been done before and that I'm hoping will never happen again. I'm hoping that the reaction from the American people is going to be so visceral and swift in the midterms. We are going to take back the entire of the the entirety of the American government. Uh, and Joe Biden's not going to get be able to get anything done. Uh, there's going to be massive oversight of the FBI and the DOJ. I think that they are going to be completely torn down and rebuilt from the inside. Now, overseeing the Whitmer kidnapping and trapment plot wasn't enough. This new field office that he's over in, in uh, Washington, D.C., not only oversaw the incursion uh, into Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home, he's also the one who's in charge of investigating the January 6th incident. Oh, uh, my God. Can you believe it? Okay, I mean, like, this guy, he's just that's happens to be— three for three. Yeah, that's three for three. He's lined up perfectly into three different entrapment plots. So— I I think that this is probably one of the best, best indications we've had uh, that, of course, this stuff is all connected. Uh, It's all designed for one reason and one reason only to destroy Donald Trump and the Patriots. Uh, And instead of doing that, this is going to boomerang right back onto Steve D'Antonio and the FBI. And I think that (laughs) after the news we got this morning here, Thomas, it's going to happen even swifter. Do you remember what Joe Biden and the DOJ's initial reaction was after the raid on Mar-a-Lago? We had nothing to do. We don't know anything about this. What? What? Huh? Huh? Nancy Pelosi as well. Yeah. So Joe Biden, he just fell down some stairs and uh, and he said, I've been sleeping the whole time. I don't know nothing about it. Well, John Solomon has revealed that there are some memos that have recently come out. And it shows that not only did Joe Biden know about it. Not only did the Biden regime have intimate knowledge of it, he also directly worked with the FBI and the National Archives to instigate this criminal investigation into the handling of Trump's documents and the documents that he had legally because he was the president of the United States who had declassified everything that he had on him. I think that once the FBI showed up at his house, they went back to Washington and they reported back to the Biden regime, to the DOJ, yes. to their superiors at the FBI. And they said, you know, listen, guys, he's got everything. He's got it all. Donald Trump is holding all of these documents in his hands that can prove the malfeasance, the corruption, the evil present in the FBI and the DOJ. And we've got to do something about it. It looks like Donald Trump's the only one that has it. And so they went in and they swept it all up. They raided him in the morning hours of uh, uh, earlier this month. I can't remember the date. What was it? August 4th or August 8th. Okay. And so the White House has repeatedly said, we knew nothing about this. Joe Biden had no knowledge about this. But these memos show that not only did they instigate it, 
Uh, but they waived the executive privilege that Trump maintained as a former president of the United States. This is the very action that allowed the DOJ to issue that warrant, well, the subpoena, and then take it to the judge uh, and then run in there and grab all these documents. So they took those 15 boxes of documents. Uh, they We have no idea what they got because they still have the uh, uh, the affidavit and the warrant. It's all sealed. We don't know what they took. We heard a little bit, but not much. Uh, but what's really interesting, remember the, the judge that uh, allowed for this to happen? I mean, he's the one who signed off on it, the guy who worked for Jeffrey Epstein? Yes. Can't remember his name, though. I uh, believe it was Judge Bruce Reinhardt. So, yes, he's currently overseeing the case where um, uh, uh, with the DOJ, where they're the people, you know, the uh, uh, the reporters, uh, President Trump, they're all asking for this to be unsealed. Uh, and the DOJ is trying to keep it sealed. So uh, President Trump filed a motion uh, regarding this unwarranted and un-American break in by the FBI earlier today. I don't know if Bruce Reinhardt is going to be the one overseeing that. Uh, but at the same time that this is happening, the DOJ is trying to keep everything sealed so that we can't see it. J- uh, Judge Reinhardt said that, you know, hey, this is unprecedented. The American people, they need to see what's going on. But what's really interesting about this motion filed by President Trump uh, earlier this morning, yesterday, or maybe it was Sunday during the Moment of Truth Summit, Liz Harrington hinted at President Trump having a case with the uh, the federal government uh, that uh, there was a Fourth Amendment violation. And it looks like that's what this filing earlier today is in regards to. So President Trump put out a statement earlier. He said, we've just filed a motion in the U.S. District of Court for the Southern District of Florida, strongly asserting my rights, including under the Fourth Amendment of our Constitution, regarding the unnecessary, unwarranted, and un-American break-in by dozens of FBI agents and others of my home. Who are the others? You think that could be uh, members of the uh, the uh, um, the DOJ, perhaps? Could that Maybe. be members of yeah. other intelligence agencies? I, I mean, who else needs to show up in an FBI raid? Right. So that Fourth Amendment I b- basically means, and correct me if I'm wrong, that means that they can show up at any time unsolicited and go into your home and take whatever they want. Is that well, correct? Well, I mean – under the Constitution, uh, you know, we have protections from, you know, unwarranted search and seizures. You know, they should not be able to. And in Correct. the case in the case of President Trump, you know, somebody with executive privilege, which they have clearly shown in past instances where, say, they raided Rudy Giuliani. They've shown that, you know, they could give a shit about executive privilege. And now here they've shown that they could give a shit about the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution because this was an illegal raid. And it's not Correct. just that President Trump is calling it illegal. It's that past precedent set by certain judges in the United States district courts of a number of different uh, areas around the United States have shown that this was an illegal act. We'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, but he says they demanded the security cameras be turned off, a request we rightfully denied. Thomas, can you think of a good reason why the FBI would want the security cameras turned off? A legal reason. Right. A legal reason? Um, I to show what they're not doing. I don't know. No, I mean, still, why? It's a trick question. There's no good reason. Okay. The only yeah, reason, there is no good reason. The only reason I can think is that they would want it turned off so they could plant evidence or so that they could go through areas of the home that were not covered right. by the warrant. And it sounds like they did that because they went through Melania's closet. Right. Well, yeah, you're right. But also, like, I also heard that they didn't Eric Trump say that they did keep the security cameras on? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that? And that's right. what, so, yeah, that's yeah. what President Trump is saying too. 
Here's the other thing. Eric Trump said that they are going to release the security footage. So we Correct. should we should be able to see. I think probably what they're doing is they're going through it and they're analyzing the movement and the actions of the FBI agents so that they can release the best parts. Because, I mean, I don't know how long this raid lasted, Thomas, probably several hours. Um, but uh, this was the other thing. They also prevented President Trump's attorneys from observing what was being taken in the raid. They said absolutely not. They took documents covered by attorney client and executive privilege, which is not allowed. And this goes back to the new memos that have come out showing that Biden's White House waived his executive privilege, allowing the DOJ to go in and take whatever they wanted. They also took his passports, which they have returned since then. Correct. And you know what was interesting about that, too, Thomas, is that uh, on the day that uh, they gave the passports back, I saw some fake news propaganda putting out a headline that says, Breaking. The FBI does not have President Trump's passports. Well, that's because you gave them back this morning because it was illegal that you took them. They even wrote out a memo saying, sorry, we didn't we shouldn't have taken these. So, you know, it just it goes to show you that the fake news is is full of propaganda and that's all they do. So he says they also brought in a safe cracker and successfully broke into my personal safe, which revealed nothing. This was like the Geraldo Rivera moment. You can see <laughs> you can see that the FBI crowded around this safe. They've got like 10 agents. Everybody's like waiting with bated breath. They got the guy like he's got a stethoscope up to the safe. He's like turning the <laughs> knob. OK, they've got the camera going and they're like, you know, oh, yeah, here we come. Here come the Russia, the Russian passports and all of the documents showing that Donald Trump is controlled by somebody else. They open it up. There's nothing there. A wisp of air comes out, maybe a puff of smoke, and everybody just totally deflated like, oh, God, I can't that's believe we you... just spent four hours trying to crack this empty safe. Yeah, that's when you should hit the, uh, oh, what is that? The game show? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, man, that's when it's, yeah, Price is Right. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, FBI. So we are now demanding that the Department of Justice be instructed to immediately stop the review of documents illegally seized from my home. All documents have been previously declassified. We are demanding the appointment of a special master to oversee the handling of the materials taken in the raid. This is what they should do. Uh, We are further demanding that the DOJ be forced to turn over a real, without plants, inventory of my property that was taken and disclose where the property is now located. We are demanding that all items wrongfully taken from my house be returned immediately. The wrongful overbroad warrant was signed by a magistrate judge who recused himself just two months ago from a major civil suit that I filed because of his bias and animus towards me. This is Bruce Reinhardt. He is referring to the RICO case that Donald Trump filed against Hillary Clinton, uh, and then it was expanded after the Michael Sussman trial. This Mar-a-Lago break-in, search and seizure was illegal and unconstitutional, and we are taking all actions necessary to get the documents back, which we would have given to them without the necessity of the despicable raid of my home, so that I can give them to the National Archives until they are required for the future Donald J. Trump Presidential Library and Museum. It's going to be the biggest, it's going to be the best presidential library and museum ever created. I will never stop fighting for the American people, our country, and the rule of law. Make America great again. I only see one way that it's possible to make America great again. Well, three ways. We return Donald Trump to the rightful office of the presidency of the United States because he won in 2020. Yes. Number two, we disband 
and we fire every single officer in the FBI. We start over brand new agency. And number three, you do the same thing to the Department of Injustice. We cannot have a two tier justice system here in America. We do. We have for a very long time. And it seems like anytime there are criminal actors who perpetrate acts of terror, horror, and evilness upon the American people, they are free to go. Nothing happens to them. But in the meantime, the FBI is back there rubbing their hands together, spying on the American people and writing memos about the uh, militia violent extremists, people wearing Gadsden flag t-shirts, people with uh, where we go one, we go all bumper stickers, You name it. If you're a patriot, suddenly you're an enemy of the United States. We are not an enemy to the United States of America. The Constitutional Republic, which we all pledge allegiance to. The only enemy is the excuse me, is the corporate entity that is the United States of America, all in capital letters, that is employing criminals like the FBI and the DOJ and, and helping to elevate selected Presidents like Joseph Robinette Biden, one of the greatest criminal masterminds of the 20th century, the city seated at the head of the Biden crime family. Of course, now Joe Biden is a dementia addled, sad, sad example of a former man. Uh, But that's neither here nor there. But these are the things that we need to restore America. You mentioned boomerang, and I've been talking about this, too. President Trump, and I've been saying this for a long time, is bad at a thousand. He's never been wrong about anything. That's why me and Zach have been saying, and I know, I know a lot of you out there as well are saying, you know, this was a trap. This was a setup to expose more of the injustices that are going on. But, and also, I believe that this is a boomerang on former presidents, former presidents. So Obama, Bush, Clinton, secretaries of state, thick ankle dog face Clinton, her as well, many, many others. The ones that always go up against him, um, what do they have in their in their closet? What are the skeletons are they hiding? You know, this is a way that maybe I, I just don't see President Trump lying down and taking this. No one here does. No. I say he comes back tenfold, twentyfold against these assholes. That's what's going to happen, and it's going to happen when he gets in there in twenty twenty four, if not before. But I guarantee you. Like he's going, he's got to lay it down, man. He's going to carpet bomb him. And I can't wait for that. That's why I keep saying this is going to be, we've got to get out and vote. We've got to go out there and watch these ba- ballot harvesters, watch these ballot boxes. We got to do that. Uh, Mail in ballots rather. We've got to look into these things. Uh, keep an eye on everything, record everything because we got to win in 2022 and 2024. If we don't, all is lost. I don't foresee that happening. I foresee this being a biblical timeline that we are on and we're all witnessing it. Um, to share to other generations, to spread the word and to wake everyone else up. That's that's what's going to happen, man. It's going to be a carpet bombing, and I cannot wait for justice. I don't care if it's Biden. I don't care if it's Pelosi. I don't care if it's Fauci. Get all of them, all of them for what they've done to us. They've literally, Zach, and you know this, have put us through a living hell for decades. And now we all we know now. We know. And we're just waiting. And once we, we get our leader up there in the White House ready to go, the base is going to continue to expand. I think he's going to release everything and expose all full disclosure is what I want, man. I absolutely agree. I think that's going to happen. Uh, I would like to ask Scotland one party why you think I'm a controlled opposition. And I, I am always going to be 
uh, pretty skeptical of random links to videos that are posted in the chat uh, because it says it's an Epstein FBI raid uh, drone video, which I covered ad nauseum when it came out a couple of years ago. Um, But just because it's titled that doesn't mean that it is that. So, you know, I don't think you're American if you have uh, the name Scotland One Party. So I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Uh, But, uh, you know, by all means, enlighten me as to why you think I'm a controlled opposition. Gump says it was nice to hear you and Bards FM helping each other out. I really like Bards. Scott is awesome. Duncan is awesome. Uh, They are great guys. And it was awesome to hang out with them. And uh, yeah, we shared a stage. Scott really helped me out because... um, You know, I didn't have a place to set up all my equipment. He had a big riser stage that was reserved for him, and he gave me one half of it. So I was on the other end, and you guys will see, Scott was behind me in all of the interviews that I did over the weekend. So yeah, big ups to uh, to Bards FM, because he's a great guy. Uh, Okay, so uh, President Trump also making a statement about the... um, uh, about the, the oversight of the Joe Biden administration... Um, looking into the uh, raid on President Trump and basically allowing it, creating the framework for when it to happen. Uh, And uh, Donald Trump says the White House stated strongly they were not involved and knew absolutely nothing about it. The political witch hunt going on with me and they didn't know anything about the break in at Mar-a-Lago. Well, this is strongly reiterated again and again and again. They kept saying it. Spokesperson kept saying it wrong. Remember, these are the people who spied on my campaign, denied it, and got caught through the great reporting of John Solomon. Fake Pulitzer Prize? Documents reveal they knew everything, and in fact, they led the charge. A political no-no. You know, here's the thing, guys. This was an unprecedented move that took place here. And for the president of the United States of America, selected or not, uh, to waive executive privilege for a former president and allow this to happen— it was it's never happened in history. And I'll tell you what, Donald Trump could have been the first one to do this. He could have done it during his first administration. But you know what would have happened? The lefties, the press, they would have screamed and cried about the fact that that happened. But I'll tell you what, right now they are cheering the fact that it happened to Donald Trump because it happened to Donald Trump. And you know what this has done, Thomas? This has created precedent for the next president to come into office, waive executive privilege, and sick the FBI and the DOJ on former heads of state here in the United States of America. No That's one is safe. No one is safe. Correct. Obama is not safe. Hillary is not safe. Joe Biden is not safe. George W. Bush is not safe. Any of these criminals that used to sit in the White House, they are all now up for grabs when it comes to using the FBI and the DOJ to go after them and look into the crimes they committed while they were in office. Mm -hmm. And for that reason and that reason alone, it's all worth it to me. I'm happy to see it. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was just saying. Like, exactly. That's the boomerang effect that they go after these people, whether you are a former president, whether you yeah, heads of state, whatever it may be. That's the boomerang. And, And again, you mentioned that. Could he have done that, you know, in his first election? No, we weren't there yet. Everybody wasn't there yet. The, the country was in upheaval. It would not have worked. This is chess, not checkers. He waited for them to do this to him, mm-hmm. and then he flipped the fucking script. That's, That's right. what he did. That's what he did. That's, this is, you guys, this is what we've been waiting for. I'll be really honest yes. with you. 
Because not only does it turn the entirety of the United States against the corrupt and failed establishment that is the corporate United States of America and help us by getting to the point where people understand what we're facing, right. understand the corruption that is seated in Washington, D.C., but they have allowed a scenario to take place where the next president who comes into office, and believe me, it's going to be Donald J. Trump, it's going to allow that next president to go after and prosecute the crimes of each and every one of these individuals. People already love Donald Trump. We already had his back. But now so many people are going to have his back as well. Uh, let's see. Sean Joe says, only problem, RP, they do not plan on giving up power. I, I think you're absolutely right. They don't plan on giving up power. But I think that that doesn't matter. Okay? They certainly didn't plan on giving up power to Donald Trump in 2016. Uh, they are not going to plan. They have never planned on giving up power. They never thought that Hillary Clinton would lose. They never thought that they would ever lose control of the federal government or the United States of America. And the longer this goes on, the more corruption that's revealed, the more crimes that come to the surface, the greater the level of anger the United States of America has to see these people brought to justice to see that failed and corrupt system and the failed and corrupt establishment and the two-tier system of justice all come crashing down. I think that we're going to see massive changes taking place here in the next year. I think that 2023 is going to be hot. It's going to be very, very hot. We are going to control both houses of Congress, and Congress has oversight over all of these things that we've been talking about. This is not going to be a lame duck session. The only lame duck is going to be Joe Biden. America first means America first. And yep. we're going to clean house. That's what I'm saying, man. I, I've said this a long time ago. I always thought that he was a sacrificial lamb. Speaking of Joe Biden, he was the fall guy leading into all this. Just think of what all is out there. So many lies, whether it's the hunter, you know, stealing the election or the what the hunter Biden laptops, what they did with COVID, all of this stuff is just kind of out there, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just waiting in the on the back burner. And that is not because of its lackadaisical, it's strategic. That's mm -hmm. what they're waiting. They're letting the kettle boil over. So when we get big daddy Trump in the office, it's an exposure process <laughs> on all of them. And you know what? You could say. CNN's not going to cover this. Well, CNN's firing a lot of people over there. CNN's I don't know what about to be off the air. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. They're getting rid of And, you know, my favorite uh, host of all time was Brian Stelzer. I loved him. He was such a reliable person. And I, I, I'm sad to see him go. I really am. Uh, I wish him the best. Um, but uh, I'm just saying that, listen, there's no way that what takes place in the years coming, the news will have to cover this because it is going to be in their face. And why? Because it holds weight. What they do does not hold weight. There's nothing to it because it's all lies. It's all made up narratives. But what we, what the White Hats have, what President Trump has, what everybody on the good side has is 100% irrefutable evidence. And you can't deny it. The people can't deny it. It's going to only wake up more. And that's what we have to look forward to, Zach. Absolutely. In the near future. So from the moment Trump walked down that escalator to the moment that they certified the election in 2020 and handed it over to Joe Biden, there has been this gradual awakening process. Yes. People, many people already awake in 2015. 
Every single day, more people seeing what's going on, more people witnessing the corruption of the federal government, everyone paying attention to Spygate and Russiagate and the Hunter Biden laptop. It was over and over and over again, cumulative amounts of information crushing down into people's minds, massive red pills being stuffed down their throats. Then the 2020 election happens. We knew Donald Trump should have won. More and more people awakened, became angry. They stopped the challenge to the 2020 election with the January 6th Fed surrection, and that was it. But during that time, since then, many different places throughout the country, uh, Republican parties, county parties, uh, entire states have come out and said Joe Biden is not the legitimate president. They stole the election. How did they steal the election? With the uh, scamdemic, with the plandemic, fake COVID-19 paranoia, they forced drop boxes into all these areas. They used Zuckerbucks and all this money to put them on street street corners all over the place. They changed it to massive, illegal mail-in and absentee ballots all across the country. COVID doesn't exist anymore, not in the way that it did back in 2020. They will not be able to use the same tactics they did back then. And this time, you know what else is different? We've got patriots all like you, people that are now yes. precinct committeemen, people who are going to be poll watchers. We have lawyers that are ready to challenge for the Republican Party. We didn't have a single one at any single precinct anywhere in America back in 2020. The, 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 the situation that we are now living in is totally different from what we were seeing in 2020. And in your re- response to your question, how is Trump going to overcome Dominion? Do you think that people are not going to be paying attention to the election, to the voting, to these electronic voting machines? Many places are working to get rid of Dominion voting machines right now. It's not just Dominion. It's also Sequoia and ESNS. There's a number of them that are in place all throughout the United States. And in certain places, I think everybody knows that Joe Biden is a bad president and they're not going to vote for him. They know that only Donald Trump is going to be the one that's going to get voted for. And so if they bring out results that show three to one, Joe Biden wins again or Kamala Harris ends up winning again, these results are going to be challenged all over the country and people are not going to wait. Okay, nobody's going to sit idly by and say, oh, maybe they'll just fix it. We're all going to be ready and we are already activated. They're not going to be able to steal this election again. It simply will not happen. And perhaps the new session of Congress and the new session of the uh, the Senate and the House, perhaps they're going to come in and maybe they will make electronic voting machines illegal. I think that these new uh, representatives and senators that are going to be elected have a much clearer idea of what is possible with electronic voting machines. And they know that election security is job one. There was some GOP representative down, uh, I want to say in Kentucky. He came out and said, my constituents don't care about election security or my my constituents don't care about the 2020 election. Bullshit. We all care about the 2020 election. 2020 election has been the number one subject on everybody's mind since the moment it happened. Here he is, Andy Barr. I know we got people from Kentucky out here in the audience. If you live in Kentucky and Andy Barr is your representative, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to call his office. And I want you to tell them that you do care about the 2020 election, uh, that you care about January 6th in that it was a Fed surrection, in that they have entrapped Americans and they have kept them in the D.C. gulag without due process, without any of their rights being respected in any way. He says people are too busy dealing with inflation 
and the opioid crisis. Certainly the opioid crisis is horrible. Certainly inflation is terrible. But we wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for Joseph Robinette Biden being selected and elevated to the office of the presidency after January 6th, once they certified that vote. So you need to call Representative Andy Barr, and he's actually in a swing district. Uh, You need to let him know that you are living in Kentucky, that he represents you, and that you do care about the 2020 election, and you do care about January 6th, because you're sick and tired of an unequal system of justice being foisted upon the American people, and you're sick of your representatives not representing you in Washington, D.C., 100%, 100%, man. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, you're in Kentucky. Stand up for it. I do believe uh, 100% they don't have the cover this time that they did with COVID before. That was the cover to go in there and to set everybody inside. They're trying to do it with monkeypox. It's not going to work. We all know it. Listen, just get out there and vote. Make sure that there's we're all eyes on and they won't get away with it. Okay, Trump 2024, let's do this, baby. That's right, guys. And today is uh, primary day here in Florida. As soon as I get this up, the podcast uploaded and put over onto BitChute, I am going to vote. Uh, I have my sample ballot with my uh, people that I'm going to be voting for. And uh, hopefully, if you are in a state where a primary is held today, you make sure you get out and vote. Do not slack on voting. You have to go and vote. Also, I certainly hope that you are registered to be a poll watcher because I've said this for years now. The Democrats already got registered. The Democrats have been running the elections in this country for decades because Republicans just assumed that it was a safe and secure system. Well, 2020 has shown us that there is no such thing and that the only way we can ensure that it is is if we're there in the count rooms making sure that this is legit. Get ready, guys, because if we have to challenge these things, we're going to have to do that, and we're going to have to do it hard. Do me a favor. I'm going to go ahead and read the uh, the, the chats here, the thank yous from uh, the Foxhole, and then I don't think we had any on Rumble. And I'm going to check right here on uh, Buy Me a Coffee and on Lisa's Cash App. Let me see. Let me see. Um, no, nothing on Cash App. Anything on Buy Me a Coffee? Uh, uh Shay Lee, she said, I hope you have a great trip and thanks for all you do. Uh, and then uh, that was it. Just that one. OK, so going over to the foxhole, Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie Persnick, Thank you for the can of boneless chicken says this is my loving you and squeezing you and calling you George. Thank you very much. Ohio Kimmy, thank you very much for the cookie. Julie 65 and Sean Joe as well. K. Ronnie says 200 to RP 78. Sean Joe, appreciate that. A. Allen God wins with a can. Classical chick. Uh, says deep state orange man gotcha boom we got them trapped you guys we have them beat at their own game and it, unfortunately it just took six years to get there rise attire says my theory is that the military will do in 2024 what they could not do in 2016 and not in 2020 for a reason rise attire also says not relying on that it's just a theory we do what we have to do as the people regardless and then sean joe thanks for the cookie uh, Yuri Naka over on Rumble says, how many Democrats does it take to change a light bulb? None. They prefer to walk in the dark. That's absolutely true. All right. Thomas, what do you got coming up today? Yeah, got the podcast today at 4 p.m. live stream with co-host Brett Collins. We will be discussing how all of their lies will soon catch up to them once the House and the Senate are reclaimed. There is nowhere to run and there is nowhere to hide. So we have a lot going on over there. 4 p.m. 
on Rumble and also on Foxhole. And I, again, thank you uh, for having me on on Tuesdays, man. I love it. Awesome. I love you being here. I love you guys out there in the audience. I uh, want to say thank you to everybody who hung out with us today. Thank you to God for making all of this possible. Don't forget to get out there and vote. I understand. I see somebody over there says I'm registered a conservative, so I couldn't vote in the primaries. Heck, you know, maybe uh, uh, just make sure that you get there for the general election, because we have to make sure that uh, we take over Congress. We have to make sure that we can hold Congress. Uh, excuse me. We, we can hold the FBI and the DOJ accountable. Thank you all. I'm going to pass out the gold pills and then we're going to be on our way and I'm going to go vote. Do my constitutional duty here to save the republic. Scratch off has been released. Thank you very much. Good luck, everyone. And God bless.